Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And this week, the Pocono problem. What to do if you win $42 million in the lottery. So, Michael, when the lotto gets to a certain level, which I don't know how often it jackpots, it feels like it's a pretty uh, reasonable amount in terms of like that $20, $30 million, maybe every six months. Yeah. Hannah and I go for walks with Harry, the pug, quite often. And we talk about how we would use the lotto winnings. Uh, we argue uh, hypotheticals of how much we would give to family members, which family members we would trust, who would make the cut, and who wouldn't make the cut? Uh, so I, I feel like that's a pretty common thing, right? You talk about the hypothetical what you what you would do. Mm. Yeah, well, so, I guess that's most of the fun because no one really wins, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've looked after some lotto winners in the past, and it goes well sometimes. It goes well, goes wrong a lot of the time as well. So today we thought we'd have a bit of a fun, keep, a bit of fun, keep it relatively short and snappy. We're going to hit you with some stats around lotto winners. Mike's got some doozies. We're going to talk about some things you would do straight away if you did win lotto. And then the financial piece, some ways to structure the money decisions so you can be on the uh, statistical side where it does work out better for you. You're not one of those ones where you go bankrupt after a period. Statistics, schmistics, James. Keep up with these stats. All right, here we go. These are out of the States, so they are, you know, uh, probably not so relevant to New Zealand, but at least they outline what can happen, right? So you found these on Reddit, didn't you? I verified them on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. So um, uh, people who win a large sum of money in a lotto jackpot are 10 times more or more likely uh, versus the general population to die by homicide, go bankrupt or be kidnapped. Now you're probably thinking, Mike, those are those are blinders. Why do we have Statman James on? But hold up. Here's some more stats. They are a hundred times or more more likely to be convicted of drunk driving, the victim of a homicide from the hands of a family member, or be a defendant in criminal proceedings. Now those are huge stats. And I know James has probably ticked off at least 80% of that list already. Um, so he's not scared, but everyone else needs a plan child's play um firstly firstly i'm fuming that you disrespect that man like this this will not stand there'll be ramifications for your uh decisions today but i just laugh at the criminal proceedings one uh yeah, <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah. like what is happening in those <laughs> in those court battles oh absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the other probably quite big one, and it depends on where you go for your research, certainly not that trusting if you go to if you go to Reddit, but it seems like somewhere between about 45 to 70% of lotto winners go bankrupt. Mm. So if you think about, you know, a unfathomable amount of money and you go, you'll never spend all of that, you're probably more likely to lose it all, end up in a worse financial position than where you started. Which is, which is pretty scary. Yeah, and I think that's, um, it really just comes down to how financially astute people are and obviously the absolute shock of getting that much money. And, you know, um, all of a sudden, friends and family um, seem to have their hand out quite a bit. Yeah, it's just like an ongoing episode of Shark Tank. Constantly, <laughs> Michael, I would like $1 million in exchange for 50% of my business as a hot dog stand. 
<laughs> well, you know, friends and money are like oil and water, right? They just don't mix. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So before we talk about what we would do with $42 million in terms of the financial decisions and some tips and things you can do, um, there's some things you deal with beforehand. So Mike and I both have some tips for you around what to do before making financial positions uh, decisions. So the first tip is, hey, if you've won this money, you've been with your partner for a long time or your spouse and you go, I'm just sick of this person. This is my um, chance to get away and I'm going to take all the money. Hold your horses, lottery winnings. Uh, you want to double check with a lawyer that um, based on our understanding, lottery winnings are um, property relationship. So you'd be giving that half of that away straight away. Yeah. So generally speaking, and like I said, we've, we've checked this, but you will want to check in your specific instance. Generally speaking, they are relationship property. So, you know, like James sort of said, check with a lawyer, but that's another good point. Immediately get a lawyer. Um, you are going to want to think about how you're going to manage this money, who has control over this money, um, and potentially look at putting it in another structure as well, like a trust or something similar, um, which can do a few things, right? It'll protect the assets to a degree. Um, you can take some of the control of it away from you. Um, so putting uh, potentially another lawyer uh, or someone that you trust as a, um, uh, as a trustee, um, which will really just sort of dilute some of the decision-making. And we'll get on to in a bit why that might be important. Yeah, yeah. The decision-making piece is key because essentially you're going to try and want to save um, you from yourself in a lot of instances. So if you'll create a plan and go, this is how much I want to do whatever with, but in a lot of situations, you'll come back. And this is my experience is people come back and go, I need this much money. I need this much money. And if it's just free range, if there's, you know, thinking it's never going to run out, you have another person who goes, hold up, this is not the right financial decision to go and buy your fourth Lamborghini. Then you've got the ability to, protect you from yourself yeah all tino shade though james the fourth lamborghini is the most important um yeah so the next tip, tip. yeah <laughs> so the next tip decide up front how much you're going to give to family and friends tell a lawyer or the person in charge of that um uh who has some of the control over the trust or the funds and stick to it so this is really important because like james said before this is going to start to become a never-ending pitch on shark tank from your friends of I need money for this. I need money for that. I want to do this. And you do what you will want to help them. Um, but there are more constructive ways to help. Just giving out cash doesn't usually help anyone in the long term. Sort of similar to buying someone a house, although it's probably arguably a little bit better. Um, you know, if you really want to help someone, think about the ways that you can help them, like putting those uh, or setting up a managed fund for them or something like that, which will provide them some sort of return over time. And they're less likely to just go blow all the cash you gave them uh, on a Saturday night. Yeah. And I'm, I'm comfortable to say, uh, particularly because I know my mom doesn't watch this uh, podcast, you know, she's, she's in Sydney. Um, she's uh, you know, not in the best financial position. I, I would definitely not give her a lump sum of money. I would, um, I would give her regular income for the rest of her life. And I've got peace of mind that um, she'll be able to live a nicer lifestyle for a really long period, opposed to having one hell of a ride for a short period. <laughs> Absolutely. So that probably brings us on to our next uh, next tip. If you have the option, take the lump sum over the annuity. When you win a large sum in lotto, they will usually give you the option to say, hey, 
let's say you won 200 million, they might say you can have 120 million up front, or you can have 4.5% of this over time for the rest of your life. We will just pay it out every month for the rest of your life. Generally speaking, you're going to get more from um, getting the funds up front. Um, and also you want to retain control of those funds as well to a certain degree. So you don't want to be relying on um, uh, someone else to be giving you that money over time, uh, the government or, or the lotteries commission or something like that. It's an interesting one, right? Because you're right in terms of the amount of money you would receive and the ability to do good things with that money, the lump sum up front makes sense. But coming back to that stat, right, 40 to 70% are going to end up bankrupt. Mm. Um, I'm sure that 40, 70% in hindsight would go, I mean, of course, they'd want to do it over again. Yeah. Um, but maybe have taken the annuity. But financially, in terms of if you make the right decisions, yes, you should take the, take the lump sum. Yeah, and I guess a lot of that also comes down to leaving a legacy as well, right? Um, because mm. once that, once that, uh, once you die, that annuity stops. Um, so that can sort of uh, put a little bit of a handbrake on on how much legacy you can sort of leave. Yeah, cool. Um, so uh, just, I just want to jump back on the um, the family piece as well. Uh, in addition to like being careful who you tell and who you involve in part of this process, the other part is staying private. Um, I think is a is a really good idea. You don't want, yeah, you could have any, you know, dealing with family and friends is enough. You don't want to have to deal with randoms on top of it. Mm. Um, in, in addition to that, go and see a financial advisor. I'm pretty sure, which is how we ended up talking to a few, um, you have to go and see a financial advisor, yeah. I think, before um, uh, dealing with this. 50-50 mm. chance you'll lose it all. Um, by going to see a financial advisor, actually building a relationship opposed to it being a tick box exercise, you can get the odds in your favor. Yeah, absolutely. So let's say I go see a financial advisor. What are they going to tell me, James? Yeah, so this probably gets into the piece around uh, how to deal with the money. So you, the first thing I'm going to say you don't have to do, although I quite like this approach, the first thing that some do is they put the money into like a term deposit for six months. Um, maybe not all of it, but the large majority and the reason for that is you are going to be in shock. If you are earning, I don't know, $50,000 a year, and then you're able to earn interest off this investment of a multiple of 40 times, 40 times your salary, yeah. that is for the rest of your life. That is crazy. So some people just put it on term deposit for say like six months. And yes, you're not going to be earning much interest, but you've got it like locked in. You can't take it. That's the whole point. Yeah. is um, uh, you can deal with the uh, emotions around it, the initial shock. You can probably keep it to a much smaller uh, group because no money is being distributed left. Keep going about your normal life. And then after that, have better headspace to go, you know, I've, I've thought about it and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, and no, that's, a, that's a really good point is, is give yourself time to, to make the right decisions and put these plans in place before you actually uh, are thrown in the deep end. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of once you've gone past that period, if you do that, the first thing I'd say is pay off your mortgage. So pay off your mortgage, uh, be debt free, ticks that box. Mm -hmm. The thing after that, before you look after anybody else, you should look after yourself. So I've just got written down here of that $42 million. Say you have like a million dollar mortgage, right? You clear off the mortgage of that $42 million. If you invest $25 million 
into a balanced portfolio. So a balanced portfolio has about 60% in shares um, and property that'll yeah. be diversified across New Zealand, Australia, around the world, and maybe some commercial property, some infrastructure. These are the kind, kind of portfolios we build for our clients. Mm-hmm. And then 40% in cash and bonds. That's a kind of portfolio that'll perform above inflation, will, um, but it also has the liquidity to pay your regular income. So if yeah. you invest $25 million at a 4% net return after tax and fees, probably bef- uh, before inflation of 4%, $25 million will pay you a million dollars for the rest of your life. Yeah. So I, I mean, you spoke as well about uh, trust, uh, like the structure and how to, how to set it up. That is the kind of money that I would go under no circumstances am I allowed to access that capital because yeah. at a bare minimum, if you blow the rest of the 17 odd million, at least you've got that income of a million bucks for the rest of your life. Yeah. There's the safety net uh, that'll keep you out of bankruptcy. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you'll have a bit of money in case you get kidnapped. Yeah, the odds aren't on your side. I'll give them. We'll give them an annuity. We'll give them ten percent of that per year for the rest of their lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, so once you've done that, then it probably comes into the conversation around family and friends. Uh, this is going to be dependent on lots of different situations. Mike, maybe you can share what you would do as well. I I've just written down that we would probably give two million dollars to each set of parents, a million dollars for each of mine and Hannah's six siblings, mm-hmm. and then a million dollars for my favorite co-host as well, Matthew Harris. No, I'm just <laughs> <joking>. <laughs> um, so I think that equates to about $11 million. So uh, yeah, I'm an advisor and 25% is still going away to, to family and friends because you want to share that love. Um, coming back to that point, there's definitely some of those people uh, who I would not give them a lump sum. I would put it into a fund and pay them a regular income. Yeah, I think that's 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 really smart about sort of being the way that um, that you hand out, um, I guess, the, a bit of the love to people is like we sort of said before at the um, earlier in the episode is you know think about what you're giving, not just a lump sum of cash because that can be detrimental to a large majority of people as we're finding out, um, and there are better ways to sort of uh, give them something that's actually going to help them in the long term. Yeah, um, how, what would you do, Mike? In terms of family and friends, oh, you be, your plan hey, be? If, if I won it uh, two weeks ago or last week, I'd already be kidnapped, bankrupt, and probably uh, <laughs> in the, a defendant in a criminal proceeding. So, yeah, don't yeah. worry about that. At least you'd be pulling up in your Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> but we're in lockdown. Nobody would see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's it worth? Yeah. 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 Um, so... That gives you, so you have like 25 mil, maybe 10 mil to family and friends and you cleared your mortgage. That might leave you behind with somewhere between five and seven. Now, if you're a more sophisticated investor, you've got some skills behind you, things might look quite different. Maybe you start your own business. Maybe you're looking at investment property, commercial property. You probably want to upgrade your home uh, as well as a bit of a no-brainer. So there's spare cash to do all of those things. Mm. I think the other really important point is here is we talk about, Uh, financial freedom in a lot of our episodes, not necessarily retirement, but financial freedom. And boy, with $42 million, have you hit financial freedom if you do the right things. You don't want to be back working at the checkout six months later. You want to make the right right decision so you don't have to worry about that. This is a really good chance for you to go, do you like your job? Um, Because you still need to be challenged and stimulated, right? Like 
I mean, maybe you could spend a lot of time traveling the world. That would make some sense as well. But do you want to stay in your field? Do you want to reskill? Do you want to start your own business? Um, they would be the converse, uh, things I would be thinking about once once dealing with those initial uh, few points we discussed. Yeah. Great. Okay. So we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, $42 million in Pocono. Congratulations. <laughs> if you win the lotto in the future, this is I uh, design that you can watch this when you... Uh, who are watching now win your lotto in the future, how you can allocate the money. Uh, but make sure you go see the professionals. Make sure you're protecting yourself so you've got that bare minimum uh, uh, income for the rest of your life. Before we let you go, make sure to subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching this on podcast, please give us a, a review. Um, and we'll see you next week. Cheers.